Welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness with Dana and Kat. Together, we give a new voice to kinky sexual wellness. We're not your average wellness advocates, so let's peel back the layers of kinky wellness and talk about it. Hello, and welcome back, Katrina. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. So this week, we're doing a little bit of polyamory and threesomes in general and just sex on experiences. So we can just jump right into this one. I know. So, Let's start with yours. <laughs> I know. Okay. So polyamory, you know, is when one person has a relationship with one or more people at the same time. Now there's still rules and guidelines with it, but I feel like polyamorous, it's a way more fluid within partners themselves. Um, and yes, I guess a little bit about me, I would say like the definition by default is someone in a relationship with more than one person at the same time. And I can definitely say I was in a relationship with more than one person at one time. And it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual. Like my relationship with my best friend at the time and, and Adam at the same time, how the three of us moved as a unit, we really were like this really tight knit relationship to the point where people like invited us to weddings together and we did everything together. At the height of it, we would balance all three of our families at Christmases and Thanksgivings. And so we were going to each other's families as together, like the three of us, like we made plans, you know, to be together basically forever one of those fairy tale things and yeah like long story short eventually Adam and I realized that this wasn't something we wanted to do and at the end of the day like Adam and I are still friends and the third one just didn't see it that way like it was very much like no we have to stay together and unfortunately we can grow as like friends and this is what I mean about like it's unfortunate that some people have to get to a point where there's so much anger towards each other that you can't like remember that you used to be friends at some point when you yeah. do like breakups. Cause that was a breakup for sure. Like it definitely was painful. I definitely felt pain not seeing her family anymore and things like that. So yeah, polyamory, uh, I wouldn't do it again though. Through my experiences, I can't say that I don't, it works for some people, but I don't, I like my one and only, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I get that. Although I do love that you were like, yeah, you know, I was in a relationship with like with Adam and then my best friend. And we I'm like, that's me and Valerie. I keep telling everyone that we're in a throuple and John yeah. don't us. But uh, that's like I've got a wedding ring from her. But um Hey, you got Val- those iron rings. Are you talking about you guys? Yeah, my, my wedding rings. Um <laughs> so proud of ourselves <laughs> we all know it'll be me and Valerie getting married because I want a party and she wants like to be able to sign someone for her, her um tax purposes that's funny <laughs> but um no I it is so I've never done Polly I've had friends in the past who have done it mm. um it's never turned out well for them like no. rude like, because they were very, like, I'm not going to name anybody. It's not somebody I'm in contact with now. But I remember when we first met, they were very, like, pro, you need to do it. You should do poly. You'll find you get a lot more out of it, et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, I remember they weren't really quiet. So I texted someone and I was like, are you okay? Not heard from you in a while. And they were like, oh, um, yeah, I had a load of heartbreaks, like a load of breakups. But they were to the point where, like, they were looking into with a lawyer, how would you go about buying, like, property as a polyamor, like, in a polycule? Yeah. 
Because I was because like they mentioned it to me and I was like, you need to make sure you all put the same amount in. Absolutely. Because else you're screwed money-wise, or you're screwed if it goes wrong. Because there's always going to be like you need to be able to buy each other out, is what the clauses need to be. Yeah. Um, but then it was this like, so it was they were it wasn't just like, oh, you know, this that it was very serious relationships. There was a lot of emotions there. But I would say, and I'm going to sound awful when I say it, I met two, I met their partners at their birthday and the two partners that were like the main, because you always have like, from what I've seen anyway, it's like you've got the main, the main couple. I would say I was the main. I would say I was the glue. I know I was the glue that held those two together because just how the fallout happened. Like she was yeah. so cold to him that it's oh, just wow. like, no, like I, I ooh, like, it's just one of those things. Like I felt really bad for how she treated Adam after yeah. like, not even like, cause I felt bad. Cause I was like, man, if like all these friendships, or me like they all like kind of come and connect because my relationship her she came first like it was us together yeah. then Adam came in so it's like I don't know and then after it was kind of it kind of <laughs> made me feel like she was just kind of taller like it kind of felt like she just tolerated him or something or like she was friends like we were friends at some point but at the end it's just like okay we're like were you really friends with him like did we just fake all these years together the three of us like how can you be so cold but like that's just my experience but I've heard and I've seen more than one epic failure of a polyamorous relationship because it's it's a lot it's so much communication and so much honesty it's a lot that some people like it's a lot to balance as well to be responsible, not responsible for someone else's happiness, but you are, and you do hold an obligation when in a relationship, certain duties and responsibilities. And when you have more than one, you multiply that. Yeah. And like, uh, cause that was the thing that always put me off. Cause obviously we all know I'm on dating apps, no dates yet guys. I'm very sorry. No updates properly yet. Not yet. Not yet. There's a few I'm hoping I've like put the feelers out, but anyway, when I I, like, I think this is something a few years ago when I was on a lot of the specifically queer women dating apps that a lot of people do put themselves as non-monogamous and do put themselves as poly And it was an interesting one to me where I was talking to my friend about it. And I was like, do I just bite the bullet and accept that this is something that I have to do if I want to date and just try and go into it with an open mind? Or do I just keep looking for that one person who wants monogamy? And my friend was like really honest with me. She was like, I think if that's your mindset that you have to bite the bullet, I don't think that's a healthy mindset to go into those types of relationships anyway. And I was like, 100%. Yeah, but it's an interesting one where it was something that everybody was doing at one point, but it is so many people I know it didn't work out with. And like my argument with staying away from it on the apps was I was like, like you said, communication and honesty. I don't know if they're being honest. Like there's a lot of people, you can put whatever you want on a dating app. I could put myself as a six foot two size zero model if I wanted to, if I could keep up a life for that long. Mm that it's very easy, especially when you're only meeting one of those people in this, in, in a polycule, in like a massive relationship. 
it's very easy for somebody to go, yeah, I'm in an open relationship or yeah, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. And then actually for you to find out later on that they weren't, they just lied to you. And oh I do gosh, have yeah. stories of friends who have gone through that as well. I did that. Like we but just had that in the summer. Like one of freaking on news clients or like some guy he worked with just giving me this whole speech. And then it turns out it was all a lie. And like, I was like, I can't, you're just, I can't even be around you. But like, huh. but even with that, like everyone doing it all at the same time to that point, like I want to say I was part of that as well. Like yeah. I... Okay, so how do I word this? This is from my own personal experience, but I know I'm not the only one who feels this way because it seems to be a repetitive thing when I come in contact with this. But I came from somewhere where like, I wanted that feeling of family. I wanted that feeling of family subconsciously. And you know what I love most about the LGBTQ is that you are welcome with open arms on all fronts. There's so much love there. And I think it draws. Well, that's only one lesson to last week's episode. <laughs> I know. I want yeah, to I know. Like there is a lot of love there, but like, oh. yeah. Um, but the thing is, when you're seeking love and you go into that and then everyone's like, do it, it's polyamory, more love, more for you. Yeah. Taking my account, I want to say it was very comforting. I felt good. And it's not like I didn't have care for these people. I deeply, deeply believed in what I was doing. And it wasn't until a few years like into it where I was like, you know what? This isn't me. I'm not, this isn't for me. That's fine. But like, I hate when people like, you know, when they make fun of you, like that quote, like you'll grow out of it. Like, I feel like I was that example of like, I was in it because I, I wanted so much care and love and stuff. And then when I was starting to learn to take care of myself and I didn't want to take care of other people. And this is my case. Like I took on people that I was kind of taking care of more than they're then I should yeah. have, you know, let's see, I shouldn't have been doing so much so young and all this jazz. And like, it's too bad that we couldn't all be friends at the end, but I would never, like, I would never be in a polyamorous relationship again, even though I did it. No, I, I do understand. That. I do think like you said, though, it was all like, not necessarily you weren't like you were in a, you got like, I'm trying to say this about sound and all like you no, said same. Like, it's okay like I know was, like you know when everybody was doing it you were just like you said you were in a specific mindset and then you grew out you grew out of that mindset it's not necessarily that you grew out of being able to love a lot of people but like you said for you it's not something you want yeah I did and like you know I think because we've watched and it is something we've reviewed earlier we've in like a few episodes back the um how to build a sex room yeah when, one of the most healthiest dynamics I saw was the poly, because we ended up watching a few more episodes, was the poly um, couple where she designed the room for like loads, of, like for, I think it was about seven of them in a little polycule. Mm-hmm. Uh, really funny, actually. My I was at my parents at the time. Um, so my stepdad was sat with me watching it. And we ended up having a really nice conversation about it. And he was like, because he was, he was like, what is this thing that they keep saying? And I was like, basically, and I explained polyamory to him. And he was like, but wouldn't that be about, je- like, wouldn't people get jealous? And I was like, if it's done wrong, then yes, it is. Um, I was like, however, and I do think, like you said, it is mindset. You yeah. need to go into it with a mindset. Like you said, you 
sorry to cut you off, but like, no, just, no. like it's not that it can't work. Like I do, like I just, in the West here, I feel like it's complicated because we're raised as an individualistic mindset. It's more of a single family unit dynamic. So we have this onslaught of people that have been raised and taught how to run a family single unit. And then they're taking on this adoption of polyamorous without actually feeling the full weight or education or responsibility or accountability it takes to be in it. But when you do see it in a working, living community where the entire community has adopted it, it's like that's that's where you see the power of polyamory, I think, yeah. in that opinion. But here, I don't think it's I sorry. I was gonna say, like when you see it work, it works in such a way that is very beautiful. Like they all work together. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like you said, though, it does come from that mindset of you have to be willing to put the work in. Like there has to be honesty, communication, boundaries. I think you have to be very strong mentally yourself on your own to be able to open yourself up in that way to so many people. Yeah. Round of applause. (laughs) Yeah. But also like a word of caution, like before you jump into something with so many people, even though it sounds nice, like the thing is like, you cannot feel loneliness with more people. Like I, you know, like, and we do, and it's, I hate to say, I think everyone has been affected by accidentally getting into relationship because they were lonely at some point or something was going on in the sense, because it's encouraged for starters, but it's like, now we've adopted, don't just find one person, find multiple people and then all work us together. But it's like, they don't know the tools. And like, how can you be emotionally stable for two people when you're struggling to be emotionally stable for yourself? And I know I'm generalizing here and there's a lot of healthy relationships out there but man from my experience I didn't see that many not here anyways not in Toronto I saw help um, once outside of Toronto but not here no I I yeah I think it really does you like I said like yeah, I think you have to be in a healthy mental state yourself to do it. I think also like the one thing I would have worried about is because the reason everyone was going to me maybe you should try it is I I'm a very solitary creature. So when people say they want like, like, you know, oh, I'd like this whole thing on TikTok about black cat lesbians. That's me. I want my food. I want my pets. And then I want you to leave me alone. I'm a very, like, I, I love my alone time. And I feel like that's something that I already find impacts just trying to date one person So I was like, well, maybe Polly would be a great way for me to be able to have that closeness in a relationship. But I haven't got to worry about being seen as mean and neglectful because I need my own time. Like I'm like, I can handle three days, I think. It's like three days tops with people around me nonstop. Hmm. And then I need you to leave me alone for like a day. Yeah, I need to not talk on the phone to anybody. Um. But it was a really interesting one where I was like, well, actually, I, I remember saying this to my friend who was in multiple relationships and they were like, oh, no, I'd still be really upset if my partner, if I had a partner like that. And I was like, but to me, I would find having to give that much of my space and my time to so many people like I wouldn't be me anymore. I'd feel like I'm losing myself. Yeah. Because I'm not allowed to go. Please don't touch me today. Or can you guys do stuff and I have my own time um to be honest I think that has exploded because there was more chemistry between like 
the other two than them and I was like that's sad because they were the one who brought everyone together well that's the uh, thing about it like then you wanted attention like like not like and fair we all want attention so to say that we don't is ridiculous and the thing is but we need that like pure like complete attention with somebody when you want to be like connected with somebody and it's kind of difficult for me to be like oh I want to give you this connection I have when I know that you're kind of just going around connecting to other people and that's fair if you want to love a lot but I live a life where I kind of want to create like this empire and I'm gonna need you I need I the thing is like I do for a long long time I was like I don't need anybody I don't need anybody blah 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 Funny enough, I was surrounded by a bunch of people always in like, you know, a relationship, even though I was like beating my chest like this. But then when I realized, you know what, like I actually do need somebody I kind of do want to like build this life and stuff like that. That's when I was like, no, I want one person like this is this is not what I this is literally not what I signed up for. Like, I don't want any of this. But like it's complicated because yeah, people ask you like, oh, you guys have sex. You guys have sex. The relationship must have sex. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't have sex. Like, first of all, like, can we talk about, like, uh, for starters, that's where, like, the whole BDSM kink exploration came in. Like, I was able to go out. And that's the thing. Like, during my polyamorous, I was still able to go out and have Tinder hookups and, like, do all these things. I felt so, you know, free. But oddly enough, there was a side of me that kind of just wanted not to be that free. Like, I wanted a responsibility to somebody, an accountability to somebody. And so, I don't know. Like, that was kind of the progression of it. But it's a lot. It is a lot. Like, yeah, and I do think that is the other thing as well as people assume poly equals orgy or like constantly everybody's having sex. And I have seen Mm. interviews with other people talking about it and they're like, actually, I've got quite a low sex drive. So polyamory was was good for me because it meant I got the relationship side. But I didn't have to feel constantly like I didn't have to feel guilty in a relationship when I wasn't interested in sex because there was somebody else able to like almost pick up that slack. I do think that works. I think it only um, works for so long. Yeah, I think it it only works for so long. And I think if it is based on the physical more than kind of the mental and the emotional and I think that's where you kind of will see the heart come in a little bit more so yeah. like obviously Polly and like I don't know I've had this term and I don't think it's right I think someone explained this in a really good way well like, I remember talking to somebody and they were like I do non-ethical monogamy which to me is poly. I'm sorry, it is poly. Because in order, like, no, I do ethical monogamy. I was going to say they cheat. That's why yeah. I was like, wait. No, I was gonna, yeah, let me get my words right. Because, yeah, I was going to say. So it's ethical non-monogamy. Fine, understand that. Call it poly. But, but call it poly because the alternative is you're cheating. Yeah. The alternative is you're not being honest with your partner. But what's up with the title? For starters, there's already a name for it. Why are we making another name for this? I know. There's so many things. Because I saw it in a bookshop and I was like, what's the difference? And then somebody was like, there isn't. There isn't a difference between that. It's just, you're either cheating or you're not cheating. Yeah. That's where you have to get the mindset of. Um, but yeah, but I think like, so obviously Polly tends to be more relationship focused and obviously the other half of the, well, one other part of the section was moving towards the sex side of it. So like I, I've had three, I've had three sums, but I just found it too many bodies. 
So how have you found group sex? <laughs> you know what? I got to say in the height of that, like, I feel like I did a number of years, like in a sex party, frisky party, like the, at the height of like my going out and like going out to gay clubs and like, I don't know. I think we were just young, you know, young kids just doing a lot of drugs, partying all the whole time, you know, finding any excuse to do anything at any time. But <laughs> it's like, if I didn't have that polyamorous relationship, I wouldn't have had all the sex experience that I gained. Yeah. Like, because I was able to open up the whole doors, but like, yeah, I remember parties. We would, there'd be like six girls on the ground, just like all macking out on each other. There'd be people having sex. And like, I remember like two guys having sex, like on me, like, I was like, this is the best day of my life. Like I was like one of those people. I was like loving life. And, but like, like on you, like on all me. I'm imagining on me. Yeah. All I'm imagining is like your table. Like, oh my like, God. I, we were on the bed. I was like, ah! and I remember just being like, somebody, somebody, anybody going to come witness this moment with me? Like, anybody? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. But like, there'd be people like fucking in the closet, fucking in the rooms, fucking like on the ground. Like, people, we'd be sharing videos of each other. Like, I remember like at parties, like, I'd be friends with this girl who shared videos of her having sex with people. Like, I yeah like all so much sex in that height of it but it was just yeah and I think that's where the polyamorous was too because we got encouraged almost by that group like you guys are so this and so that we would love to be like you guys because we were so operated like such a movement we always looked so cool calm and collected all the time and yeah like if it wasn't within that encouragement I'm not sure where we would be without so much of that encouragement um and if we were in that environment if 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 it would have happened or not I'm not sure so I definitely like consider that as part of it but like I gotta say out of all the sex on things like shrooms is the best like uh hands down see I still love my weed don't get me wrong having a fucking um because obviously I don't I don't have a lot of sex I don't have a lot of sexual experience with other people but a girl loves an orgasm yes having an orgasm on shrooms is very interesting if I can keep my concentration because like the last time I did shrooms my brain kept thinking I was in Mario land so Fair that's a very weird thing to get off to just like beep, 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 beep. bad jokes but um, weed for me, hands down, is my favorite thing to like, because I like getting stoned and making out. Like I miss kissing and that's, I say that to people and they're like, don't, don't you miss like sex? And I'm like, yeah, but like not all my sexual experiences have been these beautiful, positive things. Like even when I was doing like group stuff, even when I was like making out with loads of people or like, me and the girls were like, you know, we're getting wasted and it was like eating up. There was always a part of me that knew I was being used in it because it mm. wasn't for me, it was for the guys. And even like when I lost my virginity, the reason it happened was because the girl's boyfriend wanted to see her fuck another girl. And then when I was uncomfortable, he made out he was making out with like we were all laid on the bed I was in front then she's there he was there and it was like she him and her were getting off as he was like feeling me up I didn't realize it was him I thought it was her and then obviously like that ruined it yeah there's a reason I don't like being touched from behind yeah I'm aware of my triggers <laughs> but um yeah so I'm like for me a lot of these like group sex scenarios 
I've always been very aware it wasn't like it wasn't for me I was the I was the tool for them to be able to be like look how naughty I was like my mm, boyfriend like watch me make yeah. girl because I'm pretty and I'm femme and like for people who can't see my face like I fucking am I'm not gonna lie about it but um but my thing with drugs and sex came way after and I found like when I was healthier my relationship to like getting stoned and getting off was a lot more connected in fact getting yeah. stoned was the first time I actually allowed my body to feel complete arousal because I always got them mixed up. I always mixed up arousal and fear because they feel very similar in women. Mm -hmm. So things where I thought I was enjoying sex, actually getting stoned was the first time that I got like really wet. Wow. And was I able to enjoy, like I never got it completely in. But like, it also takes for me being on like, especially things like hallucinogenics and things like getting stoned where they're not like party drugs. Like the times when I was doing group sex was when I was on a lot of uppers. So when I was on like speed, when I was on coke, when I used to do, I know how I've got amazing teeth, skin and hair at this age is beyond me. (laughs) Honestly, I think of this shit that I used to do and now I'm like, oh my God, is our Brita filter changed? Like did that something plastic? Like I can't, oh my God, like no, read the ingredients list. Like it's so ridiculous. Like I... I, I I have to laugh at this fucking growth. I know. I am like, I won't use certain products, uh, like even just to wash my body <laughs> if I think it could like affect my pH balance. Yes. But I used to do like so much speed. And like, I'm so paranoid about my teeth as well. And I'm like, and I used to do it until I was like gurning. And I would go into school. So like Israel, my dad found out the other day I did drugs and was like, oh, it's it's probably just getting stoned. And I was like, yeah, now. And he was like, did your mum know about this? And I was like, it was really hard not to because yeah. I'd come home on a Sunday and my eyes would not be staying still. That's true. But I was like, but if I think about it, like doing those things, like it, you're, you're very disconnected, I would say, from your body. Whereas like doing shrooms and doing weed and stuff like that. I don't know about you, but I find I'm very connected to my body. Oh, absolutely. Well, like it it takes away any like bad thoughts as well. And I get to be like, just enjoy the moment. Well, like to the point to add to this, like alcohol is one of those things. I think I was just more disconnected from my body than I realized in the moment. Anytime I had like looking back now, like having sex on alcohol, first of all, it's never as good as you actually think. So you can kid yourself on that. Like it's always like half-assed. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess if you want to get wasted and go drunk, these are from my personal experiences. I think I blew them out, blew them up, sorry, much bigger than they actually were. Like that was so much fun. Now I'm like, no, none of that wasn't actually that good. Yeah, no, I find it really hard to like enjoy it when I'm drinking. It feels like a good idea, but then because your body doesn't really do anything, like you don't get wet and your arousal is harder to do, like the physical side of it. Yeah, like you said, looking back, I'm like, no. And even and weed, it's 50-50 with me. Like, sometimes I can be, like, cool, but, like, sometimes I'm lazy. Like, sometimes I'm like, no, not <laughs> anymore. I'm like, let's cuddle. Like, this is my cuddle Aww. time now. Like, oh, yeah, like, I'm super affectionate. Like, I would say that, like, 
man, I'm one of those people, if I don't get like that whole touch love language thing, you know, you're like, do you still love me when you didn't give me a hug? Like, you know, like as much as that's so funny, but I got to say probably my, (laughs) that's mine. I, so I like touch to a degree, but my love language isn't that. But Mm. when I'm stoned, I love like, like I said my favorite feeling is like being in someone's lap and just making out for hours yeah I love that feeling I miss that feeling like that's all that I want is it I want a girlfriend or is it I just want to be made out with again (laughs) well like if somebody said to you like um like so if somebody offered you a polyamorous like opportunity it really wouldn't be something you'd be like no I know I think it would really have to be something I thought about it wouldn't be something I would immediately go yes to yeah um I think it would have to be a conversation and I've always said if it was something I tried for my peace of mind I would need to know everybody involved in that that's the thing I would need to know so much that maybe you might find me overbearing yes (laughs) exactly you'll find me a little bit more like you'll find me controlling and find me needy yeah because I'm like uh, and it isn't even oh I need to date every single person in it it's just in my peace of mind so I know that I'm not going to date you think everything's fine and then find out down the road actually I was just someone you were cheating with Yeah, but like to add to that, like I don't want to build some, like I feel like it was so much, like I could say like, oh, you're just hurt. That's why you think that. But like the chances of building something with such determination with more than one person, like you really got to get your foundation really fucking solid. Like have you all talked about what your three-year, five-year, 10-year plan is? Is it even remotely close? Like there's three people now, four people now, five people now, like, I don't know, like, and especially when you start merging like kids in there and things like that, it's like, dude, I come from a family of divorced parents. Please don't put this on these kids. Kids get attached to adults and then you disappear. Fuck that noise. Like, I. And like, for me, as a person who doesn't want her own children, I wouldn't want to be around the kids. Mm, And like, as a child, I'm really weird as a child of divorce. I'm not, I'm not like, oh my God, I hate kids. I just wouldn't want, I don't want to be in a position where I have to raise your children because I don't want kids. Fair enough. It's a big thing for me. But also like, yeah, I'm really bad. Like I get quite aggressive about like, how soon do you bring your children into those relationships? And I'm like, you've got to be solid if you're going to bring children into that relationship. Months and months and months and months and months. I think like if I, like, first of all, like forever ever like so long like I don't know like again like I don't know I've been in situations where my mom would bring so many new people over that I it did get to a point where I just said fuck all your husbands like fuck everybody you bring over because I know you're just getting another one like like I don't know that's just my experience but it does happen I always said to, I always remember like saying to one of my dad's girlfriends once about like we're buying about Christmas presents or birthday presents and I was like, if you get to the two year mark, then I'll buy you a Christmas present. Like, I don't mean it rude, but I have done it so many times where my dad has got a relationship over Christmas, expected me to buy her a fucking gift. I and mean, then it's been over by January. 
because my dad, I always said my dad gets in a relationship when he wants to like not have to do things with the family. <laughs> yeah, and just like coincidentally, that's convenient. Yet yeah, again. especially because like there was a time when like my nan would plan like big family Christmases. And they're like, now everyone's like, why don't you go to your dad's for Christmas? And I was like, because my dad does it with his girlfriends and their families. And do you know how disheartening that is as a child to wake up and have like their kids having their usual Christmas, but I don't get mine because not only am I with my dad, not my mum and my stepdad, but I'm also like in a place I don't know. I'm not near my dad's family. It's all of their family. And I'm like, it's a very, I'm like, Christmas is intense enough without bringing like a new family into it. It's so hard. And you know what? To add to that, I don't think it gets any less, even as a teenager, it goes all the way up, like, as well. But anyways, back to like, (laughs) I feel like, right, thank you, everybody. This was great. I, yeah, when it comes to like threesomes, even like, even in my situation, like being married, like, and you and I have talked about it. It's not even something we want to do. Like, it's not right now. Like, it's not like it's closed off or anything like that, but it's just something that we don't want to do right now. And that's understandable. I feel like, do you feel like if you did, like whether it was with another woman or another man, do you feel like it would be a very different feeling for you doing it with the man that you've married over like somebody you were in just a relationship with to go and say, let's have a threesome? Like, do you think that would be? Yeah, I think it does matter. Like, I know it sounds weird, but like, after you get married, when people are like, oh, things don't change after you get married. Listen, I've been married twice now. It does change. Like either both times, there's something in the air that it becomes more serious. This is more of like you and I together, like kind of like your relationship does get that extra level of like, we're married now. Like, woo, like you can't just like up and leave like relationships. If it's not married, right? Like you can just get up and leave. And I'm not saying I can't just get up and leave as a married person, but you still have to go through the legal battle to still get out of it. And it doesn't have to be a battle, right? Like I didn't have a battle with Adam. We just signed papers the end. But like, yeah. That's still expensive, whether you get along or not. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it does matter. And I think that like, even me thinking about it now, I don't think I'd want to have it with another girl. I would like, if I had to pick, it would be with a guy. Um, But in the same breath, I even saying that I don't it's like no like not even right now it's not on the radar but we do make jokes like we're married for the rest of our life so we should never say never because we have a long sexual life yeah. ahead of us right now and we're just married it's just the two of us right now so exactly but I do think it would I don't think that you can have sex with another person and not affect something yeah like I, whether you, I think whether you've got the healthiest boundaries or not I know for me if I was married and my partner was like just out of the blue let's have a threesome I know a part of my brain would go and I know I know this is a me problem not on everybody else a part of my brain would be like why am I not enough and if I say no to this can I then trust that you're gonna take that word seriously or are you gonna go and fuck somebody else I know that's where my brain would go. I know that's a me issue and I know it's trust issues. No, but it's not a you issue. It's the fact that like, you don't want to do that. So why is that? It's not, that's unfair for you, for someone to make you feel bad because you don't want to do that. Like that, somebody tried to make me feel bad over this. I would be like, you know what? Fuck you. You don't live in my shoes. But like, even with that, like, 
it's just if someone said that out of the blue you've kind of already outed yourself that now you want this so now it's become a conversation that we now need to have I think that would become it so like those are definitely conversations that need to come up early even relationships nowadays because modern modern sexual like modern sex culture here it's so ingrained people have sex and then they get in a relationship so it's like you do actually have to have that conversation very soon very right off the bat yep same as like my vagismus conversation I have to always have the I've got vagismus on the first date conversation so that people don't think they're going to get a hookup with me because I'm like that's not something I can offer you mm-hmm. it is hard I said dating dating is hard and I think when you add like I'm aware we've not got a lot of time left um but back to our point about Polly I think yeah unless you're completely health mentally stable and mentally healthy for yourself I do not think Polly would necessarily work and I know for me there are certain things I've got to work on when it comes to relationships I don't think right now Polly would definitely not be something on the books for me yeah and it's just not something that everybody needs to do I guess as well like they're still like um but yes I do see that we're running out of time this was great conversation here um but Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But I think in order for it to work, yes, you need a massive amount of accountability, but also you need to detach from the system you've been raised in and start adopting, like adopting other systems in place. Because if you follow the Western way of relationships, your polyamorous relationship, I don't think can withstand that pressure. It's just not, it doesn't really coincide together. No, I agree. I think even if you are a polyamory, like throuple couple, well, block circular whether you're queer whether you're not queer I think it is like in the west it is it is heteronormativity basically Mm -hmm. and it impacts everything and I think yeah if you're going to do poly it's looking at how to step away from heteronormativity which I think everybody should step away with because that harms straight couples as well as like queer couples trying to fit in these old school boxes of who everybody has to be and how a relationship has to look so yeah define it for yourself but be accountable <laughs> yes be accountable be honest be ethical but that's all that we have time for today thank you so much everybody thank you so much Katrina we will see you next week I don't wait see you soon bye that's it for us make sure to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date you can find me at the partition underscore life And you can find Katrina at underscore satisfied cat. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And as always, stay kinky.